What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Oh, how does it feel to be back, man, Terrence? Pretty freaking amazing. I mean, the last week is just like, like, like I, we were trying so hard to bring Yala Bat to for uh, for uh, out there for everyone. Now, just wanted to put out an episode, but I literally was like, like I couldn't talk, man. I couldn't like nothing came out when I opened my mouth. Yeah, man. Like literally, Terrence lost his voice yeah. on Friday morning. I think you messaged me like, dude, I lost my voice. Or like Thursday, no, Friday Thursday, morning Thursday. you told me Thursday. And Thursday, and, I told you, yeah. And I mean, last week we put out one episode, right? Which is something yeah. that we haven't done for since we first started. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, and, but, and, yeah. And even if we have skipped uh, episodes, it's for for good reason, right? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even that we that any of us got COVID or anything this past week, but just literally, I lost my voice, basically. Yeah, he lost his yeah. voice, and I haven't seen Terrence like that. I know I said that a few weeks ago when he was down, but mm. but last week was wow, chala. Yeah, so tough. so are you? How many percent of Terrence are we having today? I'll say close to ninety percent. Ninety percent. Close to ninety percent. Wow. Yeah. No, and it took us three times, three tries to get the intro right, <laughs> because mm. we haven't done it for a week. We haven't done it. Man, yeah. Trice haven't is done nice it for a week. Trice maybe we're just making the- up for all the times that we haven't we haven't done it the last. <laughs> yeah, last that's why. Really. That yeah. is why. But yeah, we got some some interesting topics today. Um, As always, are we yeah. are we plugging anything? Uh no man I'm just so I I guess if anything I I just super glad about our Reddit our Reddit uh, community like mm. I think I got more I got more love from the Reddit community uh than I ever have from like in real life uh just mm. by saying out putting it out there that you know we're not recording any episodes because I lost my voice everyone's yeah. like oh get well soon you know oh shit you know blah blah everything and just warm the cockles of my heart like, when people were so nice like you know. That yeah, even day, I was even I was looking at it and I'm like, again. guys, you're being too nice to Terrence. Now. Okay. <laughs> too nice. Too nice. Yeah, because because <laughs> yeah, because I guess you, you probably thought I was ganging or something, right? You thought I was <laughs> hey, like, no until I call you and then no. my voice is like totally gone. No la Terrence. Come on, man. Have oh, some faith, okay, man. Okay. I see, Have I see. some faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know it was it took you down, man. It took you down. Yeah. But we are back. But our Reddit, yeah, our Reddit community like is is, is really quite something, uh, yeah. Mm, it really is. So check them out. Uh, I think now we've got 1,900 members, uh, very active members. Uh, the link is in the show notes. And I'm mm. sure, or well, at least I hope there'll be discussions on the Reddit uh, with regards to today's topics. Yes. Yeah. And um, what is so shall- uh, today's big topic that we're firstly talking um, about? It is about our dear PM Lee, man. And... Mm. Um, uh, more specifically about a dialogue that he had during his recent visit to the US two weeks ago, uh, mm. where he sat down with the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal. He sat with sat down with them uh, in New York on April first, basically mm. April's Fool's Day, um, and he had a long conversation. The transcript of which is available online. La. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he talked about a whole bunch of shit, lah. Mm. Uh, and like broadly, he talked about. U.S.-China relations, U.S. credibility, security in Asia and China's thinking on Taiwan, China's mm. engagement with the region. Um, and it was, 
he started off with a short spiel then there were some questions uh from the board and then he answered and there was a dialogue like, literally a dialogue mm-hmm. um but what what made you want to talk about it today uh actually i think it's more about the although it was a speech that was uh it was part of a dialogue with uh wall street journal in the us right as part of his mm. US trip uh it's kind of a it's kind of also reminding singaporeans uh, i think uh about about how to think about what is going on in russia and ukraine the U- russia ukraine conflict uh. because mm. uh, i think also on uh just a few days ago on april 8th uh there's an article that came out about tommy ko being concerned about how singaporeans are accepting the the russian chinese narrative of the ukraine war uh, you know mm. uh, i think there's this narrative that's going on out there which i which i they hear off and, and and hear people talk about uh, earlier on uh in that um you know the that Ukraine Ukraine and NATO kind of brought this war upon themselves like right uh mm. by by having in increasingly closer relations and and then and being you know being a border a country that borders Russia uh it was very bothersome like, for Russia that Ukraine mm. was cozying up to NATO like. so that that seemed to be the there was a, there was there's a narrative that was first propagated uh on some social media but it seems that um there seems to be more and more uh people on social media whether it's mm. bots or real singaporeans pushing that particular narrative like that is the nato and, and it's the ukrainians who brought this war upon themselves uh. so mm. uh i think it's also timely that this 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 uh pm lee's uh, speech to the wall street journal also got got released to where where they talk about how uh yeah trying to define the ukrainian war as a political uh you know it, it's a political struggle uh it's a global political struggle it's kind of um it's not the right way to think about it lah and the more important things to think about uh you know other issues like independence sovereignty Uh, that means like the independence of any independent country in the world, right? And mm. sovereignty and and how and you can't let any other country just push you around just because they're bigger and stronger, lah. Mm. So I, I thought I thought um, I mean yeah lah like 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 you and I also read his transcript. It's a really long uh, dialogue and speech that he covered a lot of things, but yeah. I, I think this was the the most interesting part of the whole thing for me. Lah. Have you have you have you heard the narrative about about the Russia China? Uh, Russia and Chinese narrative about the the war. Um, yeah, like, I mean, like, like what you said, like basically the belief that it is NATO, uh, kind of like creeping up on Russia and Ukraine's kind of like insistence on joining NATO that that brought about this war, right? Essentially, mm-hmm. that. Correct, right? correct, correct. So basically, yeah. it's Ukraine and NATO's fault, and nothing to do with Russia. And Russia is almost like defending them, their own sovereignty, lah. Yeah, yeah, correct, right. Correct. So, so I mean, like um. I I have heard that, but actually not so much in Singapore. So that's why when I saw Tommy Ko's uh, uh, Facebook post uh, and op- opinion piece, I've actually found it quite surprising because I don't know where where he's been chancing upon it. Um, mm. He did say that um, he's just seen the oh, the opinions uh, on social media and all that. But social media, you find opinions about a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, mm across the whole spectrum lah so mm. so when you said this were you, were you surprised that it was gaining traction in singapore uh i i think i'm seeing it 
uh, a lot more in Mandarin, specifically Mandarin uh, or Chinese social media lah. So oh. that's where to be. Maybe that's where that's why. Um, to you, you you might be a bit surprised, but to me, it's like I've. I think I've been hearing that lah. Yeah. But I mean, Tomiko also the, his Facebook post there was a picture of a Straits Times article, um, that that was titled "War in Ukraine: Separating Truth from Falsehood." I mean, oh, that was that was his article. What the fuck am I saying? But basically. <laughs> Basically, he talked about. Also, oh, it's more on the Chinese media, lah. Chinese, Chinese yeah. media, which I guess makes sense, lah. Mm-hmm. And we know. Then when you say Chinese media, you mean the Lian He Zapao. No, I think I think uh, uh, for me, I've I've mainly heard it on social media. Uh, mm. You know, I think we've spoken about uh, that there is propaganda put out there on YouTube on. Other social, other Western social media sites that uh, you're not, sh- yeah, you're not sure the where it's coming from, uh, but it purports to be like Chinese news, lah, basically. Uh, mm, and I, and mm. I've met old people who tell me that they only they don't read Straits Times, they only listen to U.S. news sources or China news sources. Uh, so I would imagine that these are the China news sources that they are looking at, lah. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So so so, but then how how would that tie into one of the biggest pieces of PM Lee's transcript that you were talking about about how uh, the US China relations and what Ukraine means for the globe bigger global thing? Can you elaborate a bit more on that part? Because I I didn't get what what ex what which exact part you were you said was the most important piece from the transcript that you oh, mentioned. I think just like now. what what he's saying is that it's uh it's more nuanced than uh. Just uh, is isn't just a political issue of a uh, democracies versus uh, auto, uh, auto autocratic governments, Because uh. mm. uh, if you if you paint it that way, you straight away are saying that the Chinese and the Russians are on the same side, la. But if you think about it in the sense of uh, um, you know, the sovereignty of a of an independent nation, la, Right. Mm, then, mm, mm. then it doesn't matter what your political, uh, what your political system is. That the sovereignty of an independent nation, uh, I think everyone, whether you are, you know, uh, Russian or Chinese or, or Singaporean or or you uh, American or what, you all agree that yeah lah, If someone threatens your sovereignty, you need to fight back lah, right? Mm, so mm. he's, I think what, what uh, Lee Hsien Loong saying is that, uh, you know, you people can't. Especially in in Asia, like we can't uh, just so so blindly think that it's it's uh, it's it's just different political systems going at it, lah. You know, mm. there's a lot more yeah. nuance to it, and uh, it's also the same reason why Singapore, as a small country, has come out so strongly to you know to condemn what is going on in in Ukraine, lah. You know, in spite of there not being a United Nations Security Council, uh uh, action lah, right? Because because I mean, obviously, Russia and China vetoed it lah, right? Mm. Uh, but Singapore decided to come out themselves and uh, impose a lot of sanctions on Russian uh, economic activity in Singapore lah. Mm. So, so so I I think he he is uh like like similar to Tomiko, he's trying to say that there's a lot more nuance to this conflict than than uh, whatever you read about or hear about in the news lah. Mm. So because I think the the crux of what the discussion or the the agenda between the dialogue of uh, between Wall Street Journal and PM Lee was about the whole U.S. China tension from the perspective of 
PM Lee or uh, the perspective of a leader of a country that is kind of friendly to both lah, Singapore, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so when they were asking about, I mean, they were asked very, very specific questions about, um, yeah, I mean, they literally said, you know, you are a very close watcher of China. Uh, I wondered if you can give us your perspectives about where you think the leadership of China uh, with their attitudes are towards the US and and the whole shebang about US, China, US, China, Ukraine, US, China. So I think what what uh, you were saying just now was him calling out the US. Okay, I wouldn't say calling out, but him pointing out that the narrative in the US is, okay, it's US against Russia, US against China. And in some way, if you watch the news coming out of the US, there's a lot of that, right? Um, Putin and presidency, and they're both kind of the same. It's US against them. And what he's saying is that a lot of the things or some of the issues with the UN Security Council or UN in general is they, they, they like, like what you said, like they shape it in a way that immediately makes the, ch- the Chinese uh, part of the problem by saying, oh, it's aut- autocracies against democracies as opposed to, yo, this is just another country yeah. like marching into another country to, and attacking them. Like, that's a problem yeah. for every country, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. his point there is that you can't deny that China is a rising superpower and the UN, they can't expect like for this sort of stuff, push China into the corner and then for stuff like climate change, expect China to to Maybe play ball. La, right. Yeah, exactly. So that's why like reading this, right, it, it was kind of mind-blowing for me the scale of which he was talking about it. La. Like, you know, mm. if you ask me what's happening in my like estate, I can tell you, you know, like, oh, this is happening here, this is happening here, what's happening in Singapore media and all But you see, talk about the entire world, right? Mm. That is fascinating, man. And I think everybody should read it because, I mean, I like, I think he was very eloquent and articulate about sharing the perspectives of a country that is in Asia, but also very in tune with the West. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was nice to see, like, uh, that sort of dialogue. And you can tell he 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 knows his shit, lah. Uh, of course, mm. I can't get the nuance of how he sounded saying it, but yeah. you read it, you're like, oh my God, he's talking about like stuff from 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. And yeah, it's it's just, I found it very, very interesting. Yeah, how he very, just- Very, very statesman-like, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very statesman-like. Like, holy mm. shit, man. Like to talk about all that in such a concise way. I mean, I'm guessing this, this was an actual dialogue, right? It wasn't a, mm-hmm. a, a type, typed out um, essay or anything, right? Yeah, I suppose so. So this is like the primary school oral examination. Like he was just sitting there and and sharing his thoughts. Like, oh, that that's mm. what it seems. Yeah. It, but I'm sure I'm sure right. there's something that they especially in recent years, like the Singapore government has had to grapple with uh, in terms of the <clears throat> the foreign affairs department. Mm. Uh, MFA like, right? Because uh, we've had our fair share of uh, run ins with the Chinese uh, in yeah. recent years, and uh, you know, I mean, as recent as uh, what twenty was it twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen when Trump and <laughs> Kim Jong Un came down to Singapore and we were hosting them and all that, right? Mm. So, so we've we've increasingly played a larger role in in uh, in being like um, being a, trying to be a middle ground, right? Between between uh, what's happening in the West and what's happening in the East as well. And uh, like like you always say, there's this. It shocks you how how slanted the media in the US is against China, right? Mm. Uh, a lot of the stuff that 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 goes on air about the about China in the US is 
it's quite shocking, like, right? And, and mm. when when you know that it's, it's such a uh, gross exaggeration of of the truth, uh. Uh, well, yeah, so, we, I mean, we, and, and the other way, and vice versa as well, like, vice versa. But so, but you so say inflation of the truth, like what sort of truth? Uh, no, I mean, like you know, the whole I- issue with uh, cotton in Xinjiang and and all that kind of thing mm. as well, right? There's mm-hmm. just like you know, we hear so many different versions of it, and and just trying to pass out what is the truth, it has been so difficult, lah, right? Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just. Uh, I mean, Singapore, I think, yeah, it really is an interesting middle ground because of the fact that we are like we do, we do have so much business with both countries, and you know, comfortably like uh, we uh, generally the the we understand the culture of both countries uh pretty well, also, right? Um, mm. Yeah, so it's just it's just uh, Singapore. It, it, we are in this unique position right now, lah, to 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 really be to really be the middle ground between the east and west, lah. Yeah, and I guess that's what's interesting, lah. Um, because I mean, apparently Singapore is one of the largest Asian investors in the US, or the mm. second largest, I think. And I mean, the US also invests a lot in Singapore. But then yeah. we also do have close relationships with China, like, and not many countries can can boast that, lah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So, but like, um, yeah. So, it, it's just like even the the latest uh, updates in from Ukraine. I mean, the war is still ongoing. I think the latest mm. one is that Boris Johnson just paid uh, the president of Ukraine a visit. Yeah. Um, because correct. the Russians have not taken Kiev, lah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Correct. But yeah, man. Uh, anything else that stuck out from you, uh, for you for the from the transcript? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, but but like you said, like it's a very, uh, interesting transcript to read, and uh, if it helps you better understand, you know, Singapore's position with regards to U.S. and China and Russia and all, uh, I think it's worth reading. Uh, uh you know, maybe it's not a, it's not our usual kind of yalabat topic where this this. There's there's two sides to argue about, but but I think we're both saying saying that the article is quite interesting, lah, right? Yeah, and we're not gonna pick a bone with PM Lee or anything, lah, because I mean he even talks about stuff like nuclear arms, uh, which is something that the Wall Street Journal kind of asked about, lah, whether mm. you know Ukraine kind of gave up the nuclear arms that they had after the USSR uh, uh fell, um, but then now they are kind of vulnerable in a certain way, like like if they had nuclear arms. It might be a very different uh, picture these these days, lah. So so then he just pointed out that uh, I mean even apparently Japan is talking about nuclear arms, but it the whole world can't move towards just countries caring about themselves, lah. Mm, right. Mm, so yeah. so yeah. So I mean nothing to debate. It's more like a hey, you know, we're back. Just it's talking G- about like a speech. Yeah. <laughs> it's like GP. It's like uh, those GP lessons in JC. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, okay, we tried to find a hard-hitting, uh, polarizing topic today, 11th April, yeah. but uh, there wasn't much, man. There wasn't yeah. much, right? Yeah. It's been um, a peace, peaceful, peaceful week, uh, right? Yeah, probably our our second topic is also going to reveal the extent of the uh, seismic news that have been coming out um, the past few days. Uh. Yeah, it's Are also, it's also about cross-border, yeah, lah. Our second topic is also about uh, cross-border <laughs> interactions and the nuances, nuances of understanding cross-border like uh, politics and everything, like right? Yeah, yeah. So can exactly. you please uh, enlighten everyone about about this very important, uh, you know, 
foreign affair that is happening right now. Uh, this, this, yeah, this big exactly. Horror. As we go between a dialogue, uh, as we go from a dialogue between PM Lee and the Wall Street Journal, we go to a dialogue between a Malaysian model and influencer and uh, Vietnamese social media. Yeah. So, so she's a 23-year-old woman um, who has taken photos um, of her kind of wearing the top half of the Vietnamese national uh, dress. Mm. Um, but the bottom half, uh, she's not wearing pants. La, so it just shows yeah. like her undergarments. Yeah. Traditionally, this this is called the... Okay, I'm, I'm going to probably butcher it, but, but someone... Please, uh, yeah. If you know the p- proper pronunciation, please let us know, la. The mm. Ao Dai, la, right? Mm. Which is the A-O-D-A-I. traditional Vietnamese. Yeah. yeah, it's a long tunic dress with slits on both sides, and it's usually worn over trousers, la. I think uh, anyone who has you know watched movies about Vietnam or documentaries or seen pictures of, of like traditional Vietnamese uh, women, you will know what it is, like Once you once you hear about it, but yeah, she just forgot to wear the trousers, I suppose. Or taking those photos. Uh. <laughs> she forgot to wear yeah. it. That's very. That's a very polite way of looking at it. She forgot to wear the trousers, yeah. but she remembered to turn on the, the lights around her and like, position <laughs> yeah. the camera. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so so some, some background about this this model. She's uh, she's quite prominent on social media. Uh, she's mm-hmm. got like 650,000 followers, I think. She even issued an apology after uh, Vietnamese social media blew up. Um, she appeared on Pen in the US Pentau mag- mag- magazine on the cover of the Penthouse, January 2022 yeah. edition. Yeah. Oh, I see, I see. Wow. Apparently, she's the first Southeast Asian on Penthouse January 2022 cover issue. Okay. So, uh, and apparently, she was reported to have scored nine A's in the national exam in 2014. Wow. Yeah. So, so I guess we are just kind of <laughs> talking okay so she's been accused of like cultural appropriation and and disrespecting the national uniform i mean the national yeah. dress yeah right so yeah. what what how how has the internet been divided um i think she i mean i, I think she has angered vietnamese uh people on on uh, especially on facebook Mm. Uh, because she has uh, I mean maybe on Instagram like, she has like her, her Instagram has seven, she's got 17 million followers on Instagram like, and she's even followed by Snoop Dogg you know oh shit yeah, she has 17 million Dogg. followers what the fuck yeah so okay um, I think she's a very big star and uh, I don't know maybe in the comments or section or something that's where that's where the Vietnamese all went or when uh, ape shit on her lah. So but generally, I think all she does is basically take very racy photos in um, in a lot of like different parts of Asia lah, Right? Seems like it lah. Mm. From what I've seen in in the from from my research on her Instagram account lah. Mm. Uh, yeah. So so she but she hasn't taken any in Singapore lah, Right? Uh, I I need to do some further digging to find out lah. But uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think yeah. so because, um, like, uh, I mean, okay, so Singapore doesn't really have a national. Do we have a national dress? Uh, we don't, right? Uh, sh- t-shirt and shorts, oh, and slippers, uh. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. So okay, so then the question is, I guess, like, she's been accused of cultural appropriation and disrespecting mm. the national dress, la. Yeah. Do I'm you also agree sure about the that? cultural appropriation part, uh, Right. Hmm. 
I mean, uh, she is. I mean, if she wore pants in her photos, do you think she would have got any backlash? Um, probably but not. If she like, got right? pants, uh, I I don't think so. Like, I don't think so. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. so so less cultural appropriation, but more disrespect. Disrespect. Yeah. yeah. Because so, I mean, not only did she not wear pants, but uh, I guess in the photos, uh, from what I see in the article, the the photos, she also pulls aside the slit. To reveal that, to reveal her her tongue lah, the tongue that she's wearing underneath her, you know. Mm, so mm. It, it, it's it's yeah, very deliberately provocative that way lah, right? Yeah. So do you think that's a problem? Like, I mean, you could wear a sari, right? Like a mm. like a Indian sari, but then yeah. you only wear the top lah. There's <laughs> <laughs> no longer sari anymore, right? I mean. Um. Okay. Maybe you wear the sari, but you just you don't wear it properly, lah. Hmm. That. Um, right. Yeah. I guess maybe in some, in you know, it can be seen as as disrespectful, lah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. That's the thing. Is it? Is it? Uh. Is it disrespectful? Do you think it's disrespectful? Like, okay. Let's say, what's the closest thing to a Singapore Singapore dress? Like batik. Uh? No, batik is not even Singaporean. No. Um, what would be a no, but, but like I think I think the 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 one thing that we probably uh should try and find out, or at least someone would educate us, is uh what what is the significance of the Audai oh. lah, right? Yeah, correct. Because correct. Well, even when you say Singaporean dress or whatever is important to to Singaporeans, it's like does it have like a specific meaning or, or is it only worn on certain occasions? Uh, say because for example, I know in Myanmar. Like um, a lot of uh, Myanmar people, they only dress up in certain the traditional dress when they are going to the temple, for example, you know. Mm. So if a dress is uh, or sort of outfit is related to, almost related to their religion, uh, like like you know dressing up to go to church and all that, then it becomes very yeah. Like you can imagine why people feel disrespected when when you know essentially a model of another country. Just wears it as if it's like, it's just everyday wear, like you know, and then does their own interpretation without pants, uh, of it, lah. Mm. So yeah. So yeah. So one of the things the the outer is yeah, it's been it was first kind of like, it's it's the first outfit that was the predecessor was uh, invented in the eighteenth century, lah. So it is mm. a hundred hundred couple of hundred years in the making, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And yeah, because, so, uh, yeah, I think okay. One interesting, interesting that you brought it up. Uh, let's say like the the chong sam right? Like the Chinese, mm. you see so many interpretations of it, right? Uh, and some are sexier than others, and even there's a male chong sam and things like that, you know, already lah, right? So mm. why is that okay, and why why is the audai not okay for that for the for this lah, right? Hmm. I don't know. So I guess maybe maybe the thing is that she's not Vietnamese um, mm. and wearing it that way. Like if she so so because okay because the thing is if you look at her history, I mean the types of content she has done in the past. I think there's a video on her YouTube where she like uses a um, a vibrator in public um, mm. to prove she's a good actress. So I think she she knows she knows how to create content that makes people uh, go like oh you know that that's 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 something that that would get clicks lah. Mm. So, and the fact that she has seventeen million followers on Instagram, and if you look at her Instagram reels, there are reels in many many different countries. Maybe that's her plan, 
you know, go to every country, just yeah. take provo- provocative photos in their national dress and you will confirm, get a whole bunch of uh, uh, positive and negative uh, reactions. La. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Like, I mean, I see, okay, like I see uh, the photos of her in Paris in front of the Eiffel Tower. You know, she's mm. not wearing like, uh, she, I mean, she's just wearing a dress, la, basically. Mm-hmm. She's not dressed in like, you know, a, a French beret or anything like that. La. So she, I, I suppose she can go to all these different countries and and take photos wherever she wants. It's just, I guess that you have to be a little bit mindful of of uh, what you're wearing, la, right? And then what it means to, to people in that country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True, la, but I, I think, yeah, I think just based on uh, uh, her content is that I think it's the more provocative kind la. So yeah. I look at that, I'm like, hmm. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I do think it is disrespectful in a certain way, mm. because it is a, it is a, it is kind of like a a national dress that that there's a lot of history la, You know, mm. um, and it just feels like yeah, she was doing it for the clicks la. The fact that we're now talking about this on our podcast. <laughs> Where we yeah. have spoken about very important issues, very yeah. polarizing topics, very polarizing conversations that uh, needed to be had, and we're talking mm. about the shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like, it's, it's it's important. Uh, I think uh, important for, for <laughs> it's important, uh, this important, uh. important. This is important. This is important for okay. As we're opening up our travel, in fact, in fact, little little. Uh, I mean, one one interesting nugget is that she flew through Singapore to go to uh, Vietnam, Vietnam. La, yeah, Danang, where oh, is it's the tradition where you know there's the old town and the and the you know people uh, it, they put out those nice colorful lanterns everywhere and all that lah, right? Correct, Korean correct. and all that. So, um, yeah, like you you might find yourself like a lot of other people traveling to Vietnam or or Danang, uh, in, in these coming few months uh, as as travel opens up. And mm. uh, the temptation is is you know to to let loose and do whatever the hell you want because it's been two years, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, la, Just don't don't forget that. Yeah, um, You also just need to be mindful that that yeah, la, You are a visitor to the country, and try and and, and do do try and also understand uh, the do's and do nots in the in each place, la. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I just heard about it. Like, I'm seeing it more in media as well about. How I've seen articles titled The Return of the Ugly Singaporean. There are more mm. fights happening in public. And just mm. today I was on, on a shoot and a few of them said, yeah, over the weekend they saw a couple of fights in public and it just feels like, whoa, where mm. is all this coming from? I think, yeah, yeah. like um, maybe it's the rebound, uh, the rebound from all yeah. the restrictions. Yeah, in fact, you can actually, if you go to her, uh, I mean, it's public, la, so I, I just put it out there. If you go to her, her Instagram stories, right? There's still a, a Instagram, the highlights of her trip to Vietnam. And you can literally see her wearing the, I think I think it is the, the, the same uh, Aodai. And mm. uh, yeah, just, and she's releasing a lantern in, into, onto the water, a floating lantern onto the water. And uh, just off to the bottom of the pic, you can see that, yeah, she's not wearing pants. Huh? Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of skin being revealed and everything. Uh, mm. So she's deleted. I guess she's deleted the photos, but she's still keeping the some of these stories there, la, of of what she did and all that. Mm, mm, exactly. Yeah. So, 
So now just, she she yeah. got some airtime on our podcast as well. Yeah. <laughs> interesting, man. interesting. 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 Yeah. But okay. uh, yeah, she she had a very a very fun trip to Vietnam. La. I yeah. think if, if you're interested to see what what else she did on her trip, you can uh yeah, you can see it on her on her Instagram. Oh. That's cool, man. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Are we <laughs> Well, there's a lot of research that we, we did about international <laughs> relations in, in yeah. this past hour in this past hour. <laughs> yeah, I mean we tried, man. We tried. Never mind, never mind. Yeah, We've yeah. been away for a week, uh just just dusting off the, the cobwebs, yeah. flexing the, the muscles again. Yeah. Um but yeah, I have I have nothing else to say about the second topic. Correct. Yeah, uh, I think just yeah. To, uh, we encourage you, just like PM Lee's <laughs> speech, to go and re- go and look up uh, Miss Pui's Instagram uh, yourself, lah, and make and make a judgment whether correct. it's uh, disrespectful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Correct. So yes, cool. uh, that brings us to our <laughs> concluding segments. First of yeah. which is the one short comment. Yes. Yeah. And. Would you like to go first? Uh yes. Uh I think All Things Quaint was responding to episode two eighty, which was our interview with uh Dr. Janio Puticherry. He mm. says, Yeah, great episode. I have just converted my class of students to Yalabad, particularly this episode for the dose of GP reference. So mm. uh, Wait, the Janil Puticherry website uh episode? Website, podcast. Uh yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Correct. shit! So I, I'm guessing all things quaint is a GP teacher, and has uh, gotten the whole class onto to listen to Yalabad. So yeah, if you're new to Yalabad, you know, uh, welcome. And uh, yeah, uh, today today felt like a bit like a GP lesson, uh, but that's because the topic was tough, lah. Like the the second half was a bit lighter, and I'm sure you don't cover that for GP also, lah. So yeah, mm. uh, yeah. Welcome to to our podcast, and thanks to all things quaint for converting your class to Yalabad. And I guess, I guess maybe uh, <laughs> we didn't swear that much in that episode, lah, right? Oh yeah, yeah, we didn't. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, hopefully, it's to just not just that episode. Oh, particularly this episode, but other episodes as well. So, mm. Uh, mm. yeah, I mean, if they're if they're learning, uh, well, she didn't say how old, lah, but mm. yeah, lah, so, GP, so we swear. GP. GP, but she said just a class, right? Oh, no, GP. No, oh, yeah, those are saying. GP reference. Correct, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay, la. so swearing all, not an issue. La. Not an issue. Yeah, yeah. La. I mean, not, not that cool. we particularly need to swear or anything. It's it's just, uh, it just happens, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Life happens. Life happens. Okay. But yeah, cool. what is your one show um, comment? My one show comment is um, by Rock Groundbreaking42 on the episode 281 where we spoke about Singaporeans being more non open to non-Chinese PM and she says great episode I don't comment often but I made a realization today and just wanted to share it with the community I was having a chat with my wife about race issues and I started citing the IPS survey and what it is saying about Singaporeans her first response was have you been listening to Yalabad again so according to her uh, whenever he engages in topics and was able to cite multiple interrelated examples about issues it is mostly because he listened to both of us talk about it. Holla ma! So, no, but it's pretty funny. So, is the it's ability hilarious. to yeah? But is the ability to engage in topics and cite multiple interrelated examples is that a good thing or a bad thing to the wife? Like? Um, I would like to think it's a it's a it's a good thing like. I would like to think it's a good thing. Or maybe the um, wife finds it the, annoying, annoying and overbearing. 
<laughs> Have you thought about that? So we equip people to be annoying and overbearing to their spouses, lah. To to um, generally socially, lah, yeah, overbearing. Yeah. Generally socially, yeah, with their friends as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do all the, the legwork to find you all the links and articles and share our thoughts and opinions so that yeah. you can take it and go annoy the fuck out of whoever you want to with these interrelated examples. And you know what? That makes me happy, man. Yeah. And actually, you know, we laugh about it. Uh. But you think about it, now people are starting to do the Friday night dinners with friends and, and mm. big groups of friends all over again. And yeah. uh, inevitably, you will start running out of topics to talk about. And I tell you, there's nothing better than our podcast to listen to and have something to argue about. Uh. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh. Like mm. if you have a dinner on Friday, you know, like, um, or dinner on Saturday, Friday night our episode comes out, just yeah. listen, you get your dose, and it doesn't matter if you plagiarize what we say. Yeah. You won't know. Yeah, we you won't know. know. Just go ahead. Plagiarize yeah. the shit out of it. You'll be the most, either you'll be the most interesting person or the most boring person at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why <laughs> or the most hated. La. The most yeah. hated also. Yeah. The most I'm hated. curious to this user Rock Ground, uh, this 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 uh, listener Rock Ground Breaking 42, whether his wife is saying it in a, in a good way. Because have you been listening to Yalabad again? That sounds that sounds uh, pretty adversarial, if I, if I might say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's hear from the wife. Shout yeah, out to yeah. the wife. Shout out, Shout to, out to the wife. Yes. Yeah. Um. Cool, man. But yeah, what so, is your one shook thing for this past week? Literally, this past week. Uh, my one shook thing. Um, have I have I mentioned the the show Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Was that my one shook thing recently? Please tell me it wasn't. Mm, no, no, right? No. Ah, okay, cool. So, so uh, my fiance and I started watching season four of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. If anyone has Amazon. Um, it's a show that's set in the 60s or 70s about an up-and-coming female comedian. And mm. I never thought I would like it when I first started watching it because it's like a one-hour uh, series. It's set in the 60s, 70s, which, I mean, that can be a very charming thing, but it just felt like, oh, there's no like sci-fi or thriller or kind of thing. But I fucking love it. I have watched all three seasons. The fourth season, the first episode started off great. And... It's such a well-produced show in the sense that they really recreate the sets. Um, there's a bit of a whimsical feel. And I think the first two seasons won a bunch of awards at the Emmys and that's what got me into it. Lah. Have you tried watching mm. it? Uh, no, not yet. Yeah, I, not I yet, really, yet. really like it, man. And I think the, the, the casting, the, the writing all is great. Lah. It's a very that's unique cool. show. I love that's it. It's cool, cool. Yeah. Mm. Cool. All right. And what is your one short thing? Uh, also something to watch. I mean, mm. throughout the time that I was, uh, you know, without my voice and all, I, I caught up with something that I've been intending to watch for a while, but I keep forgetting to. Uh, it's it's on Disney+. Plus. It's a documentary called The Rescue. Mm. And it chronicles uh, the rescue of 13 Thai boys who were stuck in a cave when the cave flooded in Thailand in 20, 20, uh, 2018. Uh, I don't even remember the whole episode. Oh, of course. Like, remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I the remember 13, yeah. 12 Thai boys and the soccer coach. Uh, they were trapped in a cave while they were, uh, while they were um, doing caving. And even Elon Musk all got involved also, right? Uh, he didn't actually get involved. He, I think he suggested some ideas and then after that, started hurling insults at people who, who scoffed at his ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on, on Twitter. But, 
But uh, this is the documentary about it. And a little known fact is that the documentary is actually made by the same directors who, who did uh, Free Solo. You know Free Solo? Oh. The, the documentary about the guy who, the, the climber, uh, Alex Honnold, who climbed El Capitan without any ropes or anything. Uh, yeah, so they actually now have made a documentary about the, the rescue. And it's uh, very, very... I mean, even though you know the what, what happened and everything, it's a very, very, very watchable uh, documentary. Uh, and it has its ups and downs. And, and, and they, they really go in detail about the, the how step-by-step step they actually did it. Uh, and and um, I mean, there's a very interesting message. Uh, at the end of the that that comes out comes through at the end of the documentary, so I I, I and it's a very feel good documentary so So if you feel you know like the the world's going to shit, uh, do watch the rescue. It will make you feel better. Yeah, man. So and there are a few movies in the works also, right? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. but this one is, yeah. is 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 they already did uh, in this one they already use a lot of reenactments, uh, by the actual by the actual uh, divers themselves. Oh yeah, so it's actually really quite probably quite accurate to what actually really happened. Wow! Yeah, so it's pretty, cool, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, awesome. Go check it out on All Disney right. Plus. Cool, man. Cool. Are we done? Yes, we're we done. done. Yeah, we're done. All right. Wow. Um, thanks for your patience, everybody. Um, yeah. We're back in the groove, and we'll talk to you all very very soon. <laughs>